What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where a group of diverse creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined with my boys. Joe, per usual, was handing, man. Yo. Type, type. Gerardo Molina is in the building. Was handing. Hello. <laughs> easy, easy. Well, listeners, thank you again for joining us. We're out here. Um, we're going to be doing these weekly episodes, so we're, we're fucking hyped off of that. In this week's show, we have a, 2021, the, <laughs> the year of the podcast. weekly. <laughs> this is the year we established ourselves as a professional podcast. And yeah, we're, we're making a lot of lot of money off of this podcast. So it's uh, I'm just kidding. That was, that was a joke. Uh, we do this for the passion and the love. But um, I can't wait to drop weekly episodes. It's just so much more. So much more content, so many things to talk about. In this episode, we're going to do our normal catch-up, going to do a little entertainment catch-up with Joe. I'm going to hop into the diversity report section, and Gerardo is going to take us into our movie review of Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. We have our thoughts on that. The second of the HBO home releases. (laughs) The second, and uh, yeah, I'd say better than the one we previously reviewed, which is the little things we're going to get into. Oh, our sure. oh yeah. It wasn't very hard to be better than the little things. <laughs> uh, so, so just catching up, you know what I'm saying? I'm here in the house pretty soon. The wall is going to be done. Diversity wall. Rardo, you're going to come over, man. We're going to do this podcast set up. It's going to be legit. Uh, you know, it's dope that I have my mic set up. I never have to break it down or set it up. It's right here in the garage. So I just pull up, sit down, hook up my laptop, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And I want to get to a point where this, I don't know how I'm going to soundproof a small section of the garage. I don't know if that's possible, but I feel like it would be just like a small section around the table. I want to soundproof this bitch. And yeah, you just put some padding up on the wall. Right, right. You know I have what I'm a saying? couple, if you guys see some video, I have a couple sound things behind me just by the door <laughs> you guys see that there's there's one big square one right there <laughs> oh the large black listeners obviously this is uh, all audio so you can't see but yes there are but yeah no i have some soundproofing <laughs> up i have some soundproofing up that's easy. all you need to know <laughs> easy nice nice uh we're just catching up with y'all not much is new with me i got the day off today so that's fucking lit. Uh, the perks of working in education. Joe, I see you're off too so that's cool as fuck man um what's up with y'all though man rardo what, I know you're you're in school. School is in full swing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I just turned in my auditions to, to transfer yesterday. Oh, so. Auditions Fun to stuff. transfer. Yeah, hopefully to Cal State LA. You know, nice. just nice. Uh, played some jazz, recorded some videos of it, and uh, sent it in. Hopefully I get in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's such a... That, hearing auditions to transfer, it's like, oh, what the hell is your major? You must be... Uh, <laughs> you must be an artist of sorts because <laughs> not used to hearing uh, auditions to transfer. school, man. Yeah, man. Well, hell yeah. Good luck with that, bro. It's fucking lit. Thank you. Hell yeah. I see a boy Joe's in the University of Laverne sweater repping the motherfucking alumni type. Alumni type. ULV. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. That's right. Leo for life. <laughs> Leo for fucking life. Well, yeah. You know, I can't complain. Life is good. Yeah. It's Black History Month. Um mm-hmm. I watched a little Hawaiian movie yesterday and I just want to get more in touch with my Hawaiian culture, man. And I want Kamea, my daughter. It's called um, Finding Ohana. It's a little PG movie on Netflix. But um, nice. yeah, Sounds she cute. Enjoyed. Family fun. Family fun. Very cultural, all about the Hawaiian culture. So I don't speak as much about my Hawaiian culture because, frankly, I need uh, just a lot more 
education in it. I'm not, I'm not from Hawaii. Mom's was born and raised there. But as of lately, it's like, man, being black and Hawaiian, you know, I grew up in a mostly black neighborhood, but I need to really be in touch with my Hawaiian roots because it's important to pass that shit down to your kid, just knowing their culture. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So besides that, this, this past week, uh, I got some big news. Mm. <laughs> some, some, we got some lot. big news. We got some updates in entertainment. So, Joe, my guy, you, you got to you got to take us through our entertainment updates, please. OK, here, let's first talk about uh, the Snyder Cut trailer. I'm ready to talk about it. I, I'll say this. As time moves forward, I get more and more hyped to watch what this is going to be. But I thought the trailer looked dope. I thought something a little confusing that happened during it was just the beginning shot of Superman. Like, like he's, he's <laughs> yelling, but then it like emphasized that like whenever he yells, it's it's sending like a sonic wave or something throughout the city. Did you guys notice that? Mm. yeah that was yeah so apparently dark side responded to superman dying i guess like that was like the death was a death rattle heard around the world or whatever that's what they're gonna call it oh, super okay. Zack snyder trailer super Zack snyder trailer man um yeah no i i, I feel you joe when you said that uh over time you just get more hyped to see what the movie's gonna be as opposed to actually the actual movie you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah it's like so it's, many it's different the same things. movie like you see yeah. you see like the the clips and it's like it's it's the same movie they're, they're adding some stuff but like it's it's you, you you know how the movie is gonna go like it's it's the same movie like, yes. and then it's Zack snyder coming back and just adding some some stuff that he thinks is cool you know <laughs> oh just to make it better anything <laughs> you can to make it better <laughs> that's what, that's nice, yeah i don't and know that's that's I, uh that's what a lot of people say too is that like some people dm me and they're like well it can't be any worse right it's like yeah no probably not <laughs> right but it's, it's, it, it, it could though it could be worse <laughs> it's four hours long <laughs> that's true that's a long time yeah adding that length adds more margin for error and I do and think Zack Snyder doesn't have the best track record. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. But yeah, no. I mean, um, see how it goes. Because at one point, they were thinking about dropping this into four separate parts, which I thought would have been kind of interesting. Just watching it like like week to week, like a mm-hmm. like a TV show or something. Yeah, and then they announced very... like, oh nope, it's gonna be a four hour movie. I'm like, okay. Better yeah, buckle up and put some parts. put some time away. <laughs> I'll still watch yeah, they, it in four different parts. I'll still take a break. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll I think I'll at thing. least I'll at least split it in two. You know, at the know, very the four least. parts thing. I think they did that without uh, Zack Snyder's permission, and then um, Zack Snyder was like, "Yeah, yeah, we really can't split this into four separate episodes." So it's DC not had to. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what kept, that's what keeps happening with this movie. They're they're like, okay, Zach, just just do whatever the the fuck you want at this. <laughs> Zach, point. just get it out of here, please. <laughs> but it's because Zach Snyder has a very rapid fan base online. Yeah. Like, oh my uh, gosh. No, I, I was. Real. It's weird. It's weird. Right. It's it's a very right. rapid fan base. Very toxic fan base because, like, <laughs> I toxic. I feel like I tweet about it a lot. And um, sometimes I'll tweet something that kind of sounds a little sarcastic about the movie, and then fucking Zack Snyder trolls will find you and like try to like <laughs> like make you sound like your whatever your tweet was sounds stupid. I'm like, dude, chill the fuck out. I'm gonna watch the movie. Like, leave me the yeah, fuck it's alone. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like these are the people where they're like uh, they're like the 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 directors cut of BVS is better. It's Batman versus Superman, you know. And then I watched it and I was like, this is the same movie, just longer. Yeah, <laughs> as if the first one isn't already fucking ridiculously long. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. But 
fun stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am excited for the Snyder Cut, though. <laughs> I am. I am. I, I really feel like it's still very much the same movie. When you watch even the most recent trailer with Dark Side and the New Gods, it, that's dope. And Jared Leto's Joker is dope. But it's it's still it's the same movie. You know, it's, it, that's yeah. I, I'm just excited to see what it is. You know. Well, let me let me ask you guys this: since you brought up Dark Side, um, what are and what is the New Gods, and how did you? Like, how did you know that this was going to toy with that? Old gods and new gods. Gerardo, what you got? <laughs> oh, damn. All right. So the new gods are like, uh, it's like the the Marvel's, no, the old gods are like the Marvel's Eternals, right? Okay. okay. Yeah. And the new gods are like, what are the Marvel new gods? They're called new gods as well, I think, right? I don't know, but Jack Jack Kirby made up. A- made all of them <laughs> okay. essentially so pretty it, it, they're just really strong people yeah in the, I, I was gonna comic book universes that's all people really need to know exactly but, um, yeah when you hear new gods think super strength super speed durability yeah, just, people, uh, anyone who can go toe-to-toe with superman essentially <laughs> yeah that, yeah that, that, that's why they were created pretty much yeah. superman. <laughs> um that's why that's why dc makes strong characters to fight yeah. superman someone has to go against soups yeah they have granny goodness but, uh, in this she looks co- like an old woman with a staff looks just like granny goodness. Yeah. hey you know what like- so, hey someone someone on twitter said like hey is that elizabeth warren back there <laughs> like oh bro <laughs> man i thought that shit was kind of funny <laughs> dude this this movie feels i mean just the, the trailer feels so snyder i'm like mm. it was x snyder you can expect a lot of really nice looking shots that linger on for a long that's why i feel like the movie's so long you know it's yeah, gonna look what... really really nice visually but but man they're hard to to watch his movies sometimes yeah that superman that cut that scene that joe was talking about earlier the super where he, henry's just screaming that's a great it looks dope you know it looks beautiful but what the fuck is he yeah, what is it you in, know? in <laughs> context in context you watch Batman versus superman and it's awful <laughs> exactly <laughs> right <laughs> but it looks great <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a so what else stuff. you got for us joe um i kind of want to talk about do you guys want to talk about the super bowl real quick in the trailers that we got we got a falcon and the winter soldier trailer yeah yeah um, we can, yeah looks a little uh it looks much faster paced than wandavision i'll tell you that um but mm. i think it looks cool they're trying to say that this is going to be like one of marvel's most violent projects mm. but i guess we'll wait and see but i, I, I hope like it is the... I don't like the quirkiness of it. I, I you know, it has like it has its very of... it has its MCU humor, and it feels like they're gonna take that a little too far. It Bro. feels like they ramped it up to eleven this time with yeah. like some of the like the group therapy session stuff and uh, yeah, just, and it's like they're in a staring uh, contest. I'm like, come on, why are you guys doing this? But I guess they're trying to they're trying to do like a like a buddy cop type of thing, and I'm like, uh, well, we'll see you if can it do works. Buddy cop without I just um I just what bugs me a lot when i'm watching a, a tv show why we don't watch like all those cw shows and stuff is like dialogue because yeah mm-hmm. if dialogue is bad it's just bad and it's and distractingly bad. for me yeah anthony mackie already doesn't do it for me like with some of his line readings in the movies and it's like man now they're giving him all these lines and it's like oh bro you know what they are doing they are playing off of their little bit of chemistry in civil war that little fucking no, no, literally, bit. literally yeah. and they have taken that little scene when spider-man whoops their ass <laughs> and they're all they're laying there and he's like and even that scene in the in the in the car when they're in the little slug bug and winter well, soldier yeah, yeah, yeah. Soldier's like if you, you remember yeah they're playing they're you, making a fucking show off of that little bit of that little yeah, bit on, right on there. twitter 
Yeah, when the movie came out back then on Twitter I, and Instagram, I remember people saying that they wanted a buddy cop show with Falcon and Winter Soldier because of that scene. That like one fucking scene. That's it what was people go- asked for on the internet. Leave it at that. It was it was cool <laughs> for that. It was like, oh, wow, Winter Soldier is smiling and Falcon is, I don't know, Falcon just does what he needs to do in MCU. <laughs> um, they're really playing off of that little bit of chemistry and they're dragging it out into something and building a story off. I think the action aspect like you mentioned, Joe, it's just because the characters they are, you know, it's like shit. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of scared about the the maybe some of the action scenes, though, because the, it looks like they the only big budget scene is that one in the canyon where Falcon is flying in the can because that's the only thing they ever show. Right, right. <laughs> that I hope big it, canyon I, scene. And I and hope with you can that, tell that it's different parts of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to see with that, Gerardo, like more fighting, like more hand to hand combat fighting as opposed to these big grandiose Marvel end of the world you know what i mean if, it, if you're gonna do like smaller budget things make sure the fucking fighting looks cool i mean i think historically winter soldier he has pretty decent action scenes on screen so i hope they can oh yeah yeah the winter soldier like you know the what winter i mean soldier movie i think has like the best best action on screen right. like, I, don't, I don't like the big cgi fights but you, yeah. you guys name falcon your guys name falcon <laughs> uh, he, right. and and you have yeah. one scene of him flying <laughs> exactly exactly yeah i feel you Oh well, yeah, cool. Um, other than that, I thought if like just to touch on the other Super Bowl commercials, I thought the rest of them were garbage. <laughs> I was so disappointed watching this year's Super Bowl commercials. I, oh yeah, my god, dude! I went oh, on so YouTube much. and I was like, I was like, there's no trailers. The only thing I saw was the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that that one didn't even feel like a Super Bowl trailer. Right, it was yeah. a quick little spot. I mean, let's just one that stuck out to me that was just so corny. I thought was Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis's cheeto commercial with shaggy in it saying it wasn't me and then oh, yeah. the, <laughs> ashton kutcher finds mila kunis in like the closet and, and even had it in like the shower the, i'm like i throw the 35 that's for all the 35 <laughs> and 40 year olds you know all the gen xers fucking loved it didn't they <laughs> no I, I no probably old older millennials old millennials it's the, yeah it's for the guy they watch that 70s show you know they, uh, <laughs> millennials have a shaggy. decent age range <laughs> Wow. Yeah, te- I was looking it up. I think technically I'm like older, older Gen Z, younger millennial because like I, I hit that sweet spot. <laughs> so you, you're you're straddling the line whenever you feel fit. Yeah, well, it's well, it's, <laughs> it's like well, with, with the millennial shit. To me, millennials are like the bulk of them are like in their 30s. Yeah, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, because like the Gen uh, X people, they're like in their 40s and 50s now. I'd say I'd say early 50s for Gen X. I, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I, I feel like I am on the younger side of the millennials, but shit, I'm, I'm 28. And I mean, even LeBron, LeBron James is a millennial. I feel like he's older, but. Yeah, it's like a 30s. Year. It's yeah, like a, it's like a 15. It, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like 26 to 40. That's like that's like millennial. Yeah. You, you know, I th- but I think really like 28 to 40, like you you are straddling the young. <laughs> yeah, but overall, the Super Bowl, bro, I think the game itself was not as nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't very competitive. We know Brady. Uh, Brady, like, though. Man. Yeah, that's that's it, really. I mean, and the yeah, trailers really... I weren't that dope. It wasn't wasn't the best Super Bowl. It wasn't the best trailers. <laughs> Any more news for us, Joe? Um, I think I'm good. What do you guys think? Anything awesome. stick out to you guys? No, just the just the Last of Us news, but uh Last of Us news is cool. We got Pedro Pascal as Joel and uh Bella Ramsey as Ellie. 
and this is based off of a video game and it's going to be an HBO Max series. So yeah. be on the lookout for that cool. one. Pedro Pascal as Joel, that's going to be pretty cool. And the game Joel is from Texas. So, so you know, Pedro Pascal is going to be doing a Texas voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one, one thing about that, though, is that I do wish it was, uh, since they went ahead and did Game of Thrones actors, I wish they did do um, oh, yeah. Nick Balazs, Costa Waldo. Jamie. Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I think he physically looks perfect for it you know <laughs> yeah I, I always thought hugh jackman like when the game came out like hugh jackman and ellen page would have been like perfect around right. that time god huge <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty much logan right there that's that's the picture <laughs> everyone yeah, that's literally. the picture everyone was tossing around <laughs> the movies yeah the movie is literally logan i mean the the, the game is literally just logan <laughs> but yeah no i, I think just... um i'm good to move on from the entertainment stuff it's the diversity report the diversity report, of course, uh, you know, this this week around we're doing our diversity reports on increased violence in the Asian community during the pandemic and as of lately. And if you've been on social media, you've been seeing a little bit about that. You've been seeing people post about just the increased amount of violence against Asians during the pandemic and the different Some types of, of attacks. COVID, right? Yeah, man. And um you know, on USA Today, just to quote them, when President Trump began and in insisting on using the term China virus, we saw that hate speech really lead to hate violence, said Jung. Jung being the chair of the Asian American Studies Department at San Francisco State University. So San Francisco State, Bay Area, you know what I'm saying? The Bay Area specifically houses quite a few different types of Asian communities. Um, the city of Stockton, which is up in NorCal, they actually have one of the big, the biggest population of Filipinos. Damn, I, I might say in the world, apart from the actual Philippines. Um, it's a very interesting fact. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool to talk about this because, you know, we've, the Asian community, as far as, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement is very supportive of it. And not just that, I mean, completely separate from that is just, um, it's interesting to see how, a person's rhetoric like you know like former president trump can really lead to actual actions by people against members of the asian community and i know when COVID first dropped a lot of people were there was this fear that asians had literally brought the fucking coronavirus over um chinese people specifically and it's just seeing these numbers now <clears throat> like the increased attacks on people and um yeah and i i mentioned to you guys earlier, my daughter being Asian, I think it's good that she needs to be hip on this shit. She needs to be put on game. She needs to be aware. Um, but I think it's good to talk about. So um, I'm sure you guys yeah, have I, seen I it saw, on social. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw a couple of things where it's like, where like they were particularly like pushing and attacking like older people. Which is yeah, like, yeah. And as that, if, that's you know, kind of the most concerning thing for me is seeing all this is that like you don't see like younger people like just fighting in the streets. You just see just some random citizen just like completely blindsiding at like the elderly and just shoving them to the ground. And like, there was one video in particular that I saw. Yeah. It looked like this guy wasn't even going to get up. Like you could literally probably kill an old person by doing Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Like they can yeah. die by, I, I think a couple yeah. died. I think, I think one died. I think one or two, two died from just getting pushed down like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like it, they're old. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like they're probably going to have trouble getting up after that. Yeah, bro. And that's, yeah, I, I just I, I can't help but believe that it's so accurate in the way that it's being described. Um, 
here, just another another quote from USA Today. Violence against Asian Americans sharply increased in March as COVID-19 began spreading across the country. Uh, damn, that was last fucking March. I can't believe it was last year when we were we first yeah, was talking about. Year, almost, yeah, it's yeah. been a year, man. And it just shows how adaptable we fucking are. But um, COVID, yeah, COVIDversary. <laughs> COVIDversary. Um, but yeah, man, just an, one more statistic to wrap up this diversity report section um, from Jung's website. Uh, which includes a self-reporting tool for harassment, discrimination, and violent attacks recorded 2,808 incidences of anti-Asian discrimination across the U.S. from the company's inception on March 19th to December 31st of 2020. So within that time frame, from March 19th to December 31st of 2020, 2,800 incidences of anti-Asian attacks. Another organization, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, recorded more than 3,000 hate incidents in their self-reporting system since late April 2020, the highest number in the two's four-year history. Wow. Damn, the FBI collects national hate crime data. For 2020 and 2021 has not been released. 216 anti-Asian crimes were reported in 2019 alone. That's by the FBI. So... Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. Of course, it's important. Oh, yeah, it's important. Yeah, yeah we just got to touch no on that. No matter what time of year it is. <laughs> no matter what time of year it is, no matter what month it is, you know, this is a show that we preach diversity, inclusivity, and um, yeah, our Asian community, we are with you. <laughs> we are certainly with you. And that's real shit. You know what I mean? And that, there's definitely like some petitions and stuff that you can look and sign if you please. But uh, I yeah, thought something pretty interesting was that... Um, <laughs> Uh, these two Asian actors, Daniel Day Kim, Daniel Wu, they straight up put out like, like, look, like I'm gonna put a twenty five thousand dollar bounty on this guy's head. <laughs> well, not not like a bounty. No, it was just like they're offering twenty five thousand dollars for info, information, award for yeah, information. for yeah for information. So I think something like that is oh know, that's that's, for, yeah, that's yeah that that's act yeah that's being an active part of the community you know that's that's really cool that's real so they're trying to catch the person who pushed the older asian gentleman to the floor yeah yeah that's dope use your clout bro like yeah let's let's find this person let's hold them accountable because that video of that's disturbing that old old guy's just walking and someone just pushes the shot he falls hard man and that's yeah that can absolutely kill an old person. That's all it takes is a fall. So um, yeah, that's, I love it. Good shit, Joe. That is the diversity report section. And that being said, we're going to move right along to yeah, so this week, our favorite part, one of our favorite parts of the show, you know what I'm saying? And um, we have excellent parts of our show, but this one takes up by far the most time. Our movie review section, the boy Gerardo so is going to take the lead. Go ahead, my brother. This week we are reviewing Judas and the Black Messiah. It's directed by uh, Shaka King. Shaka King. And it is <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the first movies to come out from Ryan Coogler's production company. Nice. Which so ha- has a lot going for it. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, start from the beginning. Easy. Uh, it, this movie is going to be pretty easy to, to kind of go through because um, not, not much happens in the middle, not in a bad way, but, but it's, it's really, it's, it's a point A to point B movie. Yeah. The, uh, the movie starts out with kind of like an exposition dump on uh, how the black Panthers uh, started. It gives you a, a very quick uh, uh, historical buildup to, to how the black Panther party started mm-hmm. uh, to kind of set up the, uh, 
the whole movie. Uh, the movie then opens with Lakeith Stanfield's uh, what's his first name? Something O'Neill. He's calling O'Neill the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> Bill O'Neill. Wild Bill O'Neill. Oh, Wild Bill, yes. So Bill O'Neill. It opens Bill up on Bill O'Neill. Uh, he's pretending to be an FBI agent to steal cars. Mm-hmm. He gets caught. A little bastard. And he basically has to work for the FBI as an informant on Fred Hampton, who the FBI at this point believe is going to bring together every left-wing <laughs> group, uh, pretty much, because... This was around the time where uh, the, the there was the McCarthyism with the you know anti-communist rhetoric and everything was going on. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty uh, it was pretty bold to be outwardly completely Marxist too, not even like a little bit socialist, just completely uh, Marxist. You know, like back in the yeah. day. So, um, but a lot of people believed in it. So uh, there yeah. was a lot of groups that, groups that the FBI uh, were targeting because. Uh, they were obviously scared of the rise of communism. Oh hell yeah, the, the red the red scare. Mm-hmm. So uh, so uh, the film opens and uh, we see that the main FBI agent that uh, Lakeith Stanfield is working with is uh, <laughs> what's his name? I call him Meth Damon because he. <laughs> He's, yeah, no, he's he's discount Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, from 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 Breaking Bad. No, but his Bad, name is uh, Jesse Jesse Plemons. Jesse, Jesse Plemons. Plemons. He plays Roy yes. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. He he he. And he's he's a he's a pretty good character actor. Like he's he's turning he, into a pretty good character. He is actor, a good yeah yeah because he's like, he's he got some silly roles. Hold on, let me let me let me talk about him real quick. I think his character yeah. is really interesting just because, at least in the context of the movie, you kind of see like like oh maybe this guy's gonna like change a little bit like maybe he's gonna end up being like a like a quote-unquote good dude but then like as the film goes on you just realize that like no this guy's actually a piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) because they kind of they kind of like teeter-totter with it throughout the film and then there's like like once they you know plan all the other stuff we'll get to it but um you realize that like no he he doesn't give a fuck He's, yeah, he's there are moments where they show him like contemplating some of the decisions being made. But... I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought his turn was really sudden. I, I thought I was like, man, they're trying to. I, I thought th- I didn't think it was genuine when they were trying to build him up. I was like, this is, this is weird. It felt, it felt like they did it for story reasons. Mm-hmm. I, I think or, mm-hmm. when you say build him up, like make it seem like he was gonna be. Yeah, because he makes it he makes it seem like he's um he's O'Neill's friend and everything. He does. And he's trained there, to, which which I mean, an FBI agent would do, but Absolutely. at the same time, it, in the context of the movie, like like Joe said, uh, this movie to me, uh, some some stuff. Let me just start by saying all the acting I think is fantastic. <laughs> I think hundred percent phenomenal. The, the acting phenomenal. is the best all part. The acting is great. The acting is the best part. Yes, Daniel Kaluuya. The worst he part does not get like a like an Academy nom or something like that. No, I mean, not only that, but he needs to win. <laughs> I thought it was great. Every scene he's in, very, um, very present, very commanding. He 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 was great. I I I just don't think the script or the directing did did them any favors. Um, mm. so, so let me see. Let me get into it. Which so um, yeah, O'Neill starts movie. working for the FBI. So he infiltrates uh, the Black Panthers. Once uh once he's in there with the Black Panthers, he starts getting closer to Fred Hampton, the Black Messiah. Now, um, okay, one one thing for me uh in this movie was uh you really look at you see it from the perspective of of O'Neill and not uh, Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. and I feel like you before watching this movie, 
like just as a movie on its own, you you had to have read something about Fred Hampton or you need to have the historical context because the movie itself doesn't do a good job at making Fred Hampton this likable Messiah character. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. Daniel Kaluuya's acting was fantastic and everything. But um, I think the, the way the character was written, I was like, am I supposed to like this guy or, or not? Because really throughout the movie, you find yourself liking the FBI agent more. Yeah. Uh, at, in, in the context of the movie, you know, um, and, and that, 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 that kind of threw me off that, uh, as you progress through the movie, it's from the perspective of, Fred, of, uh, of, uh, Bill O'Neill, which, I, which makes yeah. sense. Um, but it's, uh, and I think the Fred reason Hampton why, movie. yeah. And I think the reason why you said, you know, you end up liking the FBI character more Fred, um, Bill O'Reilly, not Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but the boy, um, the Keith Stanfield's character, yeah, O'Neill. Um, he even says in the movie that Roy Mitchell, the FBI agent, was like, you know, an idol to him. He's what he looked up to. He didn't have many role models growing up. He was like, people had, he said in the movie, he said people had Malcolm X, some people had Dr. King, I had Roy Mitchell, I had an FBI agent. So I think that's a reason why, because it was from his point of view. Um, I think that's why yeah. the FBI agent is just, and I love, I loved his character. You know what? I love what uh, Plemons did with, with Roy Mitchell, but I think you're right. You very much had to have an idea of who Fred Hampton is before coming into this movie and the black Panther party. Um, oh, oh, that's another thing I wanted to touch on. I yeah, feel like, like if, you, the, if you had a little bit of knowledge on both, it would help with this movie. Yeah, the movie didn't do the black Panther party any favors. Why they, they felt, downright evil in this movie the black panther party uh it didn't show them really doing much for the community i feel like most of their scenes were cop killing scenes <laughs> you didn't feel like there were there were a lot of cop killing scenes which very much that, showed that, the the extremism of it but, was a lot it was it was, like it was. but they did a lot of mentioning also gerardo i think of how they much did, they, they did mention the that's what I, yeah and that's what they did a lot of mentioning consistent mentioning of how they fed the community and what they did for the community without showing it. And I think showing more of that would have just been, it would have hit had like, like they had at least like two scenes in there, right? Where they were actually Eating feeding breakfast. Kids. They're giving kids breakfast or something. Bro, yeah, I saw one. Program. Most of the time they were in the headquarters, um, like cleaning up the headquarters and kept getting ransacked or something. <laughs> or, yeah, there um, was, yeah. There, I, I, I wish that the movie made the black, I'm, I'm talking about the movie. I'm not talking from a historical perspective. I'm talking, if you're watching the movie, yeah, you're a kid in high school, whatever the teacher's showing the movie, you're a kid in middle school. You're going to think the black Panther party is radical and they like to kill cops and they didn't do much for the community besides that. Right. That, if you're watching the movie, that's what you're going to think. If you don't have any knowledge about it. And that's, and that's where like uh, it, it gets weird for me, you know, like because teachers would middle school teachers would show this to their class. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I mean, obviously, it's up to the teacher to teach about Fred Hampton before. But if they didn't, you, you would have a very skewed perspective of the whole situation. You know, I'd say so, I, I'd have to agree with that. I think. You know, it's funny, I read uh, an article about Fred Hampton, Jr. He's the current um, he's a current yeah. chairman of the Black Panther Party. And he was on set. Uh, oh, in, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think this movie, it's more of a a rat playing. It, it's more of the undercover rat type of movie. Now, what I mean by that, listeners, is, you know, those cop movies where they have someone on the inside. This is more type of that than it is, I think, um, a, 
because like Gerardo said, if a, you don't yeah, know shit about pick, yeah. right, it's not a biopic. Exactly. That's why it's not a biopic. And because I have an idea of who Fred Hampton was and there are even times where I had to fucking pause the movie and just look up some people and look up some historical figures. There were, there were mentions of that too. But like you said, Gerardo, if you're going to show this to your middle school class, you're going to show this to some young kids. Those kids still have to do a little research and digging just on a, a lot of historical context because this movie was not that. It showed how radical the Black Panthers were. <laughs> and it did. It, yeah. it I didn't even know, bro. When they were showing some scenes, I was like, these niggas are just popping off at the cops. They're on that scene where they straight up, <laughs> that girl was in the fucking window just letting off shotgun shots. I yeah, was like, then, holy you, you see shit. the cops just get their heads shot off. Yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. And it's, it's awful. <laughs> it, it is awful. And um, and uh, yeah, so uh, so you know the movie progresses. Uh, it gets to the point where uh, where O'Neill has to poison Fred Hampton, and then once Fred Hampton is poisoned, the FBI uh, raids the Black Panthers headquarters and kills Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. and uh, another Black Panther injures two more, and uh, mm-hmm. so that, th- that really happened, and and, and it's awful. Um, yeah, Fred Hampton was killed at twenty one, and Clark was yeah. killed at twenty two. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to talk about the uh, uh, man. Um, I wish they, I do, I wish they cast younger people. I mean, I love Daniel Kaluuya and and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, but at the beginning of the I movie, have... uh, o- O'Neill was supposed to be twenty years old. And, yes. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, they say, "Oh, he's just a kid. He looks like a grown man." Nigga. Yeah. <laughs> what? Fred Hampton died at 21 years old in this movie he did a bid a bid listeners a, a sentence in jail he did a bid for two years or something like that in the movie <laughs> he's supposed he, to be... he comes out and he, he dies at 21 so we have to assume he went in at 19 he was young as fuck and he looks old bro he looks yeah he looks old and i'm just like, like even, fred even hampton if, is yeah. young and and um bill's bill in the movie in real life, he infiltrated the Black Party, the Black Panther Party 20. at seven, at, yeah, seventeen to twenty years old. I think seventeen mm-hmm. might have gotten busted or some shit, but he was twenty years old. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, by the I, time, I, yeah, by the time Fred Hampton died, yes, uh, he, he was he was twenty, and it's like Lakeith does not look twenty. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Fred Hampton was twenty-one when he died, bro. And Lakeith, well, it was cool seeing Lakeith those those uh those tapes compared to the real. Um, oh, oh yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, that that was the, cool. The, the real Bill was so not likable even just on camera like i was Bro. like fuck this guy like look like a fucking and, rat <laughs> and I, yeah and i was like that that's what really upset me i was like why did the movie make me like this guy i don't like this guy even based off of that interview clip where that's he's just funny oh i like you say i enjoy the fact that you say you liked him in the movie i thought he was a a bastard well, in the movie <laughs> I, I, I also feel i also feel like uh, me and my roommate talk about this. We 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 feel it would have been better if Lakeith and uh, and uh, what's his face uh, switched roles, because I think Lakeith would have been better as as Fred Hampton. He's just he's more charismatic. He he just lets off a a charisma um, mm. when he's on camera that he's just really likable. Um, Lakeith Stanfield and I feel like Daniel Kaluuya mm. could play a villain better. Uh, and he that, has. that being said, that, that, I, yeah, I, I, has yeah. played villains before and he's done well. Yeah, yeah. And that being said, I, I like I said, they both did amazing jobs in their roles. But I, I, I think like if they were switched, the, the movie would have could have gotten away with a little bit more in terms of not explaining certain things because uh, Lakeith Stanfield just has a presence to me at least. Uh, and that's why I did end up liking his character in the movie. 
Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I mean? And, at, yeah, and so even at good. the end of the movie, when you see the real Fred Hampton, I think that was so much more powerful than what we got in the movie. Like, yeah, it, it, it was. It, it made because at the end of the movie, when when you see the real Fred Hampton say his speech, the "I am a revolutionary" speech, mm-hmm. that actually got me hype. I was like, "Yeah," with the real one. But during the movie, it didn't do too much for me. It was mm-hmm. it felt 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 acty. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like yeah. a, maybe it's the way it was shot or the way it was written or something. But uh, it yeah. just didn't get me uh, as hype as just the real guy did. The real Fred Hampton just had that. Uh, it was a, such a short clip and I, I was like, oh man, this guy, this is, this man, Fred Hampton felt so strong. <laughs> like, Yeah, he, he felt strong with, minus the, um, I don't know, mi- minus the. There's just something off. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just, that there, there was a, a way that when he, we, he would give a speech, the real Fred Hampton, that it was more, um, I think it was just more receiving, more received by people and. Um, it, it came off passionate without being nearly as against someone else. You know, I think that I think they did a good job. Fred Hampton's character in this movie. Sometimes he would, you know, he he would straddle the line of we have to, and you'll get into this, Gerardo, I'm sure. But um, that scene where they walk into that white what, what was the name of the white young patriots, young patriots, right? Um, which is a surprising oh, yeah. scene. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know they, you know, Black Panthers and young, as you said, Joe, young patriots collaborated like that but um i don't know right, i feel, well, like, I feel yeah. like fred hampton in this movie kind of came off so dark sometimes by just so um not nearly the fred hampton in real life where you know he yeah because like i feel like this the fred hampton in the movie would not have been able to bring people together the way exactly. the, real, the real fred hampton that's did. what i'm saying and that requires not not a charm but it requires a likability about you to get those types of people it's, it's charisma yeah it's charisma and, exactly yeah and, and just i think, think that's of, what you just say think about of lakeith. lakeith in that yeah yes. just think of him in it's that believable. role he, i think he could yeah it's very believable uh, now, yeah any any other scenes you guys wanted to talk about before i get into into uh I was gonna talk about uh, what was I gonna talk about next? Let me look at my notes here. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, what what scene did I want to? Well, I mean the uh, <clears throat> the scene where he's supposed to poison. Oh, hold on, the scene where Fred Hampton's in jail. Fred Hampton is in jail, and there is a scene where a gentleman is sitting down with no shirt at the at the table they're eating at, and he has something carved in his chest. I have no fucking idea what that said in his chest. And I did I did pause like three times and even when it was paused i still couldn't fucking read it and i I wanted to know what it said that's direction that's bad direction like i said like i I felt like the movie was just directed badly and it's shaka uh shaka khan (laughs) (laughs) shaka king hasn't done too many other movies and this movie felt almost like a like a spike ripoff it was like it, it felt like inspired by spike like some stuff felt very spike like when he says uh at the beginning of the movie, Lakeith Stanfield says, these N-words have rocket launchers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that felt very uh, Spike, you know? Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, it did. And uh, I-, I felt like this movie was very inspired in that that way. Uh, it-, it was very heavily inspired by, like, the Spike-type storytelling with the big exaggerated characters the fbi yes Espe- um, director. thank you the yeah. fbi <laughs> director fucking j edgar <laughs> hoover playing by edgar- martin sheen was a fucking just an absolute villain, villain. an absolute <laughs> villain bro he was that was not a person that was a robot i was like okay I, 
I mean, especially he, when he's talking about uh, uh, Fred Hampton, he's like the Black Messiah. <laughs> Everyone, like, oh, a big, man. a big ass room full of like FBI agents, and he all, it, all white, <laughs> all white. Uh, it seems like the, that that make it seem like it's very much just for the sake of storytelling, especially those FBI scenes with J. Edgar Hoover. He was he was such a villain. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, God. And yeah, <laughs> they really lead into the whole, you know, FBI collaborating with the local PD to take out Fred Hampton. That's ultimately yeah. it's like they didn't dive so much into the character. It was more so just about that, like leading up to the assassination. And Fred Hampton yeah. was assassinated. He was assassinated. And, and let me by, tell you, they, they by the cops. I think I think they did. Uh, I think they they did they, 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 they didn't do too much of a good job of building up to it. Because for me, when I was watching, uh, like you were about to talk about the scene where uh, uh, O'Neill has to poison. Yes, uh, Fred Hampton, which came out that, of fucking scene, nowhere, but yeah, yeah, the no, no, sus, no suspense in that, like at all. It's a, it's like you're watching it, and it's just like, can I get you another drink? And then, and then he does it. Like, there's no, they didn't do it in a way that was entertaining. It was like, oh, he just does it exactly. He, the, all- the, the, the com, like he's thinking about it, and that's supposed to be the suspense that he's thinking about it, I guess, but yeah, he's thinking about it, and then he does it, and that's the whole scene, and it's like a whole five minutes. Yeah, and then they show Lakeith struggling clearly and very well acted. I mean, he's so, so good. But yeah, he's, he's struggling with this idea of giving Fred Hampton the poison. But bro, even when Lil Rel's random ass, <laughs> Lil, Lil <laughs> Rel, they're at a bar. Lil Rel is a stand-up comedian. As soon as I heard him, I was like, okay, that's, that's Lil Rel's black ass. I know, I know what he sounds like. And he, he had the old badge that Bill used when he was a little hustler and he was you know he would use a makeshift fbi batch to steal cars how the fuck did little rose character have that so it, it goes further to imply that well here let me the stop FBI right has like, all these he, people working yeah, for them they straight yeah. up just gave it to him because uh like when he introduces himself he says oh mitchell said you were going to be a wild one exactly Roy so, mitchell. Yeah, yeah that's how he yeah yeah so. yeah and it's like so and it's, you're supposed to be like oh no is lakeith is this actually a black a Black Panther member trying to trick Lakeith or is it actually an FBI? But there's no suspense there. (laughs) Yeah. And man, there were some cool suspenseful scenes. I think the hot wiring scene where they think that it's at the beginning, it's towards the beginning, you know, when O'Neill first goes into the Black Panther party. I'm like, lean into those type of scenes, man, where you feel like... But that's the type of shit that made you root for O'Neill, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And he made it happen. Yeah, like they they were like, and they were asking legitimate questions. Like, nigga, where'd you get this car from? And he was just improvidently. He was like, man, I got this call from blah, blah, blah. He was, and he was like, okay, how wire the motherfucker that? He was like, I ain't got no tools on me. They gave him a knife. He ended up hot wiring. <laughs> like, those are suspenseful scenes. And mm-hmm. I think they should have leaned into that more. You know what I mean? But, but they did it with the wrong person because O'Neill is not supposed to be like cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's <a> exactly. <laughs> he's a straight up rat. And he gave off those, those rat vibes in his actual interview. Uh, at the very end, you know, just he just vibes. Yeah, I did what I did to survive. <laughs> straight up, straight up, man. Yeah, boy, boy could have did his five years. The reason why he was working with the cops was because they were threatening him with a five-year prison sentence for his. And he act- ended up working five years, huh? Yeah, <laughs> bro, you could have did your bit and just been on your way. But I think that re- I mean, at, he killed himself. In real life, he yeah. After the interview came out, probably because uh, that's when they found out that uh, 
that uh, <laughs> yeah. that that it was him because there was there was actually uh, I looked it up I think there was nine nine more conspirators at the time so it wasn't just O'Neill exactly and you have to imagine someone at the level of Fred Hampton you think they're gonna just have one in the movie they had another one named Sam another another rat um, who was part of the Black Panther Party. But then it makes you hate the Black Panthers more because they just fucking they they fucking boil alive someone that they think is a rat and then they cut his dick off. or Yeah, they boil they boil his they like pour boiling water on his dick. And 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 even Roy Mitchell, the FBI agent, he kept comparing them to the Klan, which I don't think is fucking close to the truth. You know, Black Panther Party. Yeah, it's it's not. not, Nothing. The movie would make you the movie would make you believe it, though. One hundred percent. And that's what's wrong about the movie, because. He said that more than once in the movie. The character Roy Mitchell, he said multiple times, like just like the Klan, you know, it's like the Black Panther Party. I'm like, hold on, asshole. That the fucking Ku Klux Klan is a straight up terrorist organization. Don't get it twisted. The Black Panther yeah. Party. Well, I mean, in you're, this you're, movie, you're, you're, you're supposed to get mad at that, but yeah, exactly, the movie, exactly. The, but the movie, but it, it, the movie was and the like, movie, the movie backs up otherwise. that point exactly. <laughs> so that's exactly Gerardo. So we're supposed to get mad at statements like that. When we hear the Black Panthers are no different than the Klan, we react. Y'all got to go further and support the fact that they are different. You know what I mean? And they, uh, they just, they, it could have been done better in that sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Show more about what they're doing for the communities. We hear so much about all these meals that are being made for the community, but all we're seeing are Black Panther members just be shooting, shooting up cops. cops. Legitimate shooting scenes too. I mean, some of these scenes are cool, but I'm like, I'm like, Black Panthers are fucking about that life they're really shooting at cops and you know to for the, yeah i think a lot of for it the, was for just, the time it came out and it's just a thought um yeah man yeah yeah any, i mean any other yeah, yeah. How, how, how do you guys think they handled the actual uh when they shot um fred hampton i think it was accurate as fuck i mean 90 about i i've read about 99 shots were fired into the house by i'm curious the uh i'm curious to like if someone someone out there will probably do it, but I'm I'm wondering if they actually fired like 99 in the movie. Like if you try to listen to every round that was shot. Yeah, there were so many fucking rounds. I was like, bro, I thought that was more. I somehow doubt. This movie I, I, I wonder that, if that there was like that much attention to detail put into that scene. But I don't know. <laughs> this movie, this movie Jeez. is not. Uh... That was 98. Stop fucking shooting. That's the only thing they did, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean that that Fred Hampton was assassinated that, that that is a fact that I actually feel like happened. that i feel like there was also no lead up to that though like by that point it it felt like the middle of the movie <laughs> still like yeah it, it happened and it's like it, it was shocking but not really but mm-hmm. it just everything felt very flat and everything after that felt flat it didn't feel like his death had an impact yeah yeah and <sighs> i think that that could have been a lot better like show that his death was impactful and um, I and I think the big stinger at the end was supposed to be like he was only 21 when he died, but it's mm-hmm. like, how was I supposed to know that grown ass man? Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look fucking 21. God damn, he looks 31. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> yeah, because I just I, at 21 years old, I, I was God, I was so young, and to be able to organize the way he did, and you know, yeah, I think I, I think mean, it could have lead more into that. Like, yeah, if you want to say I mean, that he's young, that, like, usually that's not a it's not a big deal, but it's kind of a big deal when it has to do with I think Fred Hampton. 
yeah the, the youth thing uh they could have gotten what's his face malcolm uh our, our boy kingsley <laughs> <laughs> comes right back for another movie <laughs> that guy that guy looks very young you know <laughs> every character we can we're gonna use them <laughs> but yeah man i um I, I enjoyed this because I, I love I love cop movies that are kind of, you know, they have someone on the inside because I think it gives you that anxiety. Like, oh, when is this asshole eventually going to get caught? Is he going to get caught? What what tests do they have to pass? They don't only have to prove they're tough. They have to prove they're not a cop. They have to like shoot someone or do something extreme to prove that they're not a cop. And, yeah, it has uh, all the check check marks on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, just personally, me being someone who... Um, you know, and all of us, you know, we advocate for this shit. We advocate for, um, you know, police brutality and awareness on that. This movie, man, it shit. I, don't, I, I can't sit here and say it did a lot for the people. It told a story. You know what I mean? But I don't know what it did for the people. And no, Fred Hampton was yeah, preaching I... about the people in this movie. Fred Hampton was preaching that it's about the people. Um, this movie didn't do too much to make anyone look good. You know what I'm saying, the, man? Uh, yeah. but, but the only person that looks good in the movie uh, up until that final interview is O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Even, uh, yeah. So out of, uh, out of uh, five fists in the air, um, what do you guys give this movie? I'm giving it a solid... I'm giving it a solid. Oh, I'm going to say 3.8. I was giving it a 3.8. Nice. 3.8 out of 5. Oh, I like it, man. I like it. I'm, I'm going to come back with it. I'm, I'm going to give it a solid 3.4. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with a solid 3.4. I think some of the scenes are cool. Uh, some of the action scenes I do think were cool, but the action scenes were fucking cops being shot. So And, and Black Panther's being shot. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I give it a solid tree <laughs> nice uh, well just because like uh, i mean I, uh, it's a good movie it's solid i wouldn't i don't think i'd rewatch it but it's uh it's solid yeah <clears throat> i mean yeah uh, yeah i think all the, the acting is amazing uh every everything is i mean really i think the the thing that failed the most was probably the the probably the script and the directing but um yeah like, man. Like, uh, i think yeah. joe mentioned earlier it's the it's a strong directorial debut I feel you. I mean, can, can I point out one thing I didn't really like? Um, you know, when one of the Black Panthers kills a cop in the movie. Um, I think it was Jake Winters. Oh, and his leg- and they're, they're like, don't make his legacy that he was just a killer and then right. make his legacy just a I don't killer. like that because the way that he went... Now, that scene where he went into the store, so the cops, they went to the store, they're, they have these people, they're frisking these people up against the wall. Bro pulls up and says, officer, what are these people charged for? And any cop, yeah, it was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, yeah, it's a very, that's, I don't blame him. He's like, bro pulls out a gun and starts shooting. What is that doing to promote who the Black Panthers were? You know what I mean? And I get it. They're trying to show that at the end of the day, they felt like they had nothing to lose by dying for the cause. But then you go back and you create a medical clinic for this dude who, shot who killed a cop and you say his legacy is to be remembered as healing and nurturing and it's just i you think see, cert- just like execute a, a cop yeah a bro and, and shit even as a black person i don't want to see anyone being killed when it's like damn that person cop might is have like kid. begging for his life says cop no, is please. begging for his life bro could have easily said i have a kid at home or something but regardless the black panther still shoots him i'm just like god damn like it 
how is that painting? How, how, if you want to be historically I mean, I think it's accurate. okay. It's, it's okay to show the, because uh, I mean, there, there was extreme Black Panthers that did do awful stuff. Oh, 100%. It's okay to show that. Yeah. But you got to show the other side. Show the humanity, man. Show, show the good that they're doing. And I don't think it did that for, it made cops look like fucking straight organized killers, racist bastards on the street. They're literally drinking beers, just making Aunt Jemima jokes. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it, it, it's just. I love your pancakes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's how I feel about it. I like yeah. you said. I, I don't know if I can cool. watch it again. Cool movie, but so uh, three, three point four, three point eight, point four. Nice. Three, yeah, three, threes around. Three. three. <laughs> solid, solid. <laughs> that's good. It, it it lives in the threes. <laughs> <laughs> it lives in the trees. Um, yeah, solid review. Solid review. Awesome, we have guys. we have anything else for Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max? Nice, nice listeners. Mm-hmm. Tap in, watch it. It is. It is definitely something that I think on first watch, I think most people will enjoy. I enjoyed watching it. And you know how you don't think about about it it too much. It's a solid movie. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I agree. I thought about it a lot because of the context of it. And um, I still enjoyed it, but that is it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our movie review. That's our episode listeners. You know, we always appreciate you guys showing love. We we wouldn't be here without anyone, <laughs> without any of y'all. So uh, we're going to be dropping these weekly episodes. We can't wait to do it. I can't wait to get into some WandaVision episode. Oh, yes. And Malcolm and Marie. So we're going to get into the Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie. Did with, you guys uh, watch that one yet? I've watched some of it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but yeah. okay. audience, go watch that. So. Because, you know, we'd like the spoiler reviews. <laughs> We're all about spoiler reviews. Have you watched it, Joe? Yeah. I think it's kind of boring, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh hell yeah. yeah. It's going to take <laughs> me a good interview. I mean, Bro. it's going to be a good review. Yeah. <laughs> Get a fucking tear to put. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, yes, no, no, yeah, no. I mean, it has its good points, but. Yeah. 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 As a whole, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into the writing on that, because even when I was listening to the, the little bit I heard on it so far, I was like, oh. Oh, the fuck wrote this but um yes. yeah I'm, I'm hyped yes keep listening listeners keep following us please the cast of color on instagram on twitter weekly episodes uh that's it baby gerardo joe anything else before we close out no i'm good wash your hands. here <laughs> yeah, maybe just watch malcolm and marie before next time wash your hands and watch malcolm and marie and we're going to be bringing you a new episode next week. We cannot wait. So the cast of color, we are signing off. Peace. Howdy. Peace. Peace.